There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. Today, we're talking sneaky tips to pay off debt and your best credit cards for 2018 with Jill from WalletHub. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. You know, over the past week or so, I've been reading all of these New Year's resolution posts that people have on Instagram. And it really got me thinking, you know, what is my word for 2018? I always like to pick a word. I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people. But for me, I think anything I can do where I can sort of uh, trick my brain into really focusing on whatever I'm trying to achieve for the month, for the week, for the day, for the year, sometimes finding a word just really helps me. And I think my word for this year is hustle, not, you know, the kind of sleazy hustle, like hustle in a good way. I, I think what the last year has really taught me is that uh, I have kind of crazy goals and crazy dreams. I think they're beyond what even seems like fathomable to me. But I, I think I've really learned that, you know, the the place where success happens for me is where 
I'm really pushing myself outside of a comfort zone, a place where I feel, you know, in control because when I feel out of control and when, you know, I'm I'm putting myself in certain situations, especially career-wise where I don't have any clue what I'm doing. You know, people are looking at me for answers and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just making this stuff up as I go along. That's really where the magic starts to happen for me. It's where, you know, I learn a lot, I grow a lot. It's certainly where I become anxious and frustrated and can have meltdowns and breakdowns, if I'm going to be honest with you. But um, I think hustle really is my word for this year because I've had some big goals for the last couple of years and I've been inching closer and closer, but, you know, it's just not taking off yet the way I want it to. And I'm realizing that I've got to get out of a few comfort zones that are just, they're really convenient for me. And I need to uh, make leaps and take risks and take myself places where I never thought I could go. And for me, that just means hustling. It means working harder. It means talking to a lot of people. It means being honest with you on the podcast. It means you know, bringing the best guests and sharing the best information. And really, I think just in a search of me being me. And I I find that, um, you know, it's really easy to get sucked into the drain pipe of trying to be like everybody else, trying to do everything that everybody else is doing, especially with social media. It's like a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Um, Maybe you don't have these feelings, and if you don't, um, I'm totally envious of you, and I want to learn your master tricks because I have not mastered the art of this yet. And you know, I've really been focusing the last couple years of staying in my own lane, which is one of those you know like buzz phrases. But I think it really does, um, it really does resonate a lot. You know, who am I? Like, what am I about? You know. What can I offer the world? What can I share with you? What can I help you achieve? Those are all things that I think about all the time. But if we're going back to my word of the year, we're going back to hustle. And, you know, I know that paying off debt is a big thing that a lot of people want to achieve. And it's this great mystery around how to effectively pay off debt. And I think, you know, I try to to talk about it on this podcast in so many different ways. So, that hopefully one of them maybe will click with you and maybe you'll begin to understand that paying off debt, it actually isn't that hard to do, but it is super hard because you do have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. You do have to make changes. You do have to stick with a plan. You know, sometimes that means like saying no to things that you really want to do or really just thinking outside of the box when it comes to your spending, when it comes to, um, you know, what you want your, your life to look like, but just for a short period of time, you know, just while you're committing to a particular debt payoff, you know, goal that you have, whatever you want to annihilate this year. And so I wanted to do a podcast where we talked about not only some of the best credit cards for 2018, but also some sneaky tips to pay off debt, maybe a little different way than we, we've talked about um, through, you know, other other podcast episodes, especially ones we did last year. And with millions of people making, you know, a real financially themed resolution for 2018 and with the recent Fed rate hikes, which 
you should pay attention to because they do actually have impact certainly on paying off debt and your credit cards, home loans, all those sorts of things. The expected cost to credit card users is an extra $7.4 billion in interest this year, just in interest alone. And that is a lot of money. So I wanted to go straight to the experts. Um, I had a chance to speak with Jill Gonzalez, who is an analyst at WalletHub. WalletHub provides so much um, amazing information, not only about credit cards, but about a lot of the topics that we talk about on the podcast. But they put out this great credit card landscape report where they highlight, you know, a lot of the trends that they're seeing over the last year and a lot of trends that are coming up for 2018. And I think this is important to talk about because if you're in the place where you want to pay off your debt, maybe you're frustrated or uh, you don't quite know, you know, what's the best way to structure this. And particularly if your debt is credit card debt, there are some things that you should think about. There are some tools that you should have in your arsenal. And there are some strategic moves that you should make as your credit score gets better, um, as you kind of laser focus in on what your debt payoff is going to look like. So, um, you know, I think uh, one of the sneakiest tips that I've heard in a while is awesome. It's coming up later on in the podcast with Jill. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that because I think it's a great way for us to just think about all of this differently. And again, I, I'm hoping that like there's just a click that goes off in your brain and suddenly it motivates you and it makes sense and also inspires you to set some sort of achievable goal that you can achieve this year to just get rid of the debt or get rid of a portion of the debt. You don't even have to focus on getting rid of all of the debt because a lot of times that is just so incredibly overwhelming. WalletHub has come out with a credit card landscape report for 2018. You know, there's lots of changes happening, the new tax laws, um, the Fed keeps raising interest rates, and all of that has a dramatic effect on credit cards. I was wondering if you could walk us through maybe some of the big high-level points that you guys found from this landscape report. Well, I would say really the main takeaway here is that for the first time ever, Americans are going to reach the trillion-dollar mark in credit card balances and credit card debt. And that is not a good thing. Credit card debt is not necessarily the good kind of debt. So the fact that we're reaching these levels points to our spending habits really reverting to what they were pre-recession. Back then, the average household Credit card debt was around $8,400. Now it's more like $8,600. And as we all know, that's just credit card debt. So that's not our student loans. That's not mortgages or auto loans. That's just credit cards. And really everyone's realizing that from the Fed all the way up to the credit card issuers themselves. Right. So, you know, definitely the trend is that this number keeps growing and growing and that we're not doing a good job of paying off this debt. Exactly. So Q1, you know, it's resolution season, people have their bonuses, people have their tax refunds. A lot of times Q1 sees the biggest debt payoff, and that was true last year. It's true most years. But what's been different for the past few years is that right as Q2 hits, we go back to really incurring that new debt that continues in Q3, a lot of travel expenses in Q3, and then Q4, of course, we're right back to the retail holiday shopping season. 
So it really does continue, and something's got to give here. I mean, it's great that we want to pay this off, Q1, but we seem to forget about that and kind of let our resolutions go as soon as April hits. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a, a lot of times people don't pay attention to what's going on in the economy, especially with the with the fret, Fed raising rates. You know, what are you seeing? What happens to our credit card debt, you know, when the Fed does raise those rates? Well, the average credit card APR rose about 16 basis points just during the last quarter of 2017. And that was mostly due to the Federal Reserve's December rate hike alone. So 16 points off of that, you know, 0.25 rate hike. So just because you see these smaller Federal Reserve rate hikes doesn't mean that your credit card APR will be equally as small in terms of an increase. They really increase as much as they want to. And each time that we see just one of these rate hikes, so we had three last year, another two in 2016, one in 2015, each one of these adds around $1.5 billion in interest charges for the American people. And we're expecting two to three more, probably three more, this year. So that's a lot of extra money. And that's all the more reason to start paying your bills off sooner because they're just going to be more and more expensive. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point in that, you know, credit card companies have discretion over how high they want to raise the interest rate. There's no actual limit to, you know, the amount they can raise. And so, you know, that's something that you really need to pay attention to. And I know a lot of people don't even know what interest rate is associated with their credit card, which is really a detriment when you're trying to pay off that debt. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day, 
or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, Honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, You can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. Exactly. And depending on where along in your credit worthiness you are, this can affect you differently. So right now, APRs are at their highest point for different segments since we started tracking this data. And that includes people with excellent credit. The average is around 14% now. 
people with good credit, more like 20%, and students now are at about an 18% average APR. So a lot of these segments used to be three, four, five points below what they are now, and we'll probably see them increase another 2 3% by the end of this year. So again, you really want to start paying that off now before it starts growing. Absolutely. And, you know, so we talk about kind of the downsides about credit cards. Let's talk about some of the the good trends that we're seeing in 2018. What's happening with, you know, the reward bonuses, the sign-up bonuses? Are those getting better and better for consumers? Yes. The good news here is that the rate at which credit card users earn rewards on purchases is trending upwards. So you see a lot of ads now for 2%, 3%, up to 5% cash back on different types of spending categories. That's good. It used to be kind of a 1% to a 1.5% slate. So that is definitely good that these rewards are kind of adding up more quickly for a lot of consumers. And the other good thing here is that a lot of credit card companies are emphasizing balance transfers over new purchase financing. So those 0% intro rates for up to 21 months, that's good news, especially if you're already carrying this high credit card debt. A balance transfer card is definitely a smart move. And what type of um, you know credit profile are you seeing getting offered these 0% rates? Well, it's always going to be the good and excellent credit users, uh, especially when we're looking at the 0% rates. You see it offered for 12, 18, 21 months. That doesn't necessarily mean that when you apply, that's what you'll be offered, right? You might get the short end of the stick there if you only have fair credit while people with excellent credit are getting exactly what they signed up for. So that's something to definitely keep in mind, too, as you're applying for new credit. Yeah, for sure. And are you seeing any trends? You know, there's those cards that are, you know, just true cashback cards. And then there are those cards that offer all of the great travel awards and points and things like that. Are you seeing a trend towards one or the other particular cards with consumers? Or is it it's still pretty much split down the middle? It's still definitely split. I mean, we're seeing good deals on both sides there. The cashback deals have gotten to be a lot more straightforward. Uh, or if they are rotating categories, then the credit card issuers are pretty good about reminding you to opt in on time. So that's definitely good news on the cashback front. On the travel side, we've seen that even get more competitive over the past few years. So those initial perks are seem to be you know trending upward rather than the ongoing rewards. Yeah, that's great to know. So let's talk about some of the best credit cards that you guys have found for 2018. Uh, who is leading the pack for the best travel reward credit card, and, and what does this card offer? So depending on what you want, and, and that's really a good note to make, you know, if you don't travel much and you see all your friends getting <laughs> one particular travel card, that's not the best idea for you, especially since a lot of the best cards do come with some type when we're talking about those really good rewards. But as far as the best in terms of travel, and it's been this way for a few months, or sorry, a few years now, the Barclay Card Arrival Plus is really hard to beat. That will actually get you more than $600 in terms of travel credit. You do have to spend $4,000 during the first three months. That gets you that 50,000-point rewards bonus, which you can then trade in for travel. Or if you do just want a statement credit, you'll still get $500 there. A lot of these cards can offer you the best of both worlds. 
Yeah, that's great to know as well. And what about those listeners who are interested in a cashback card? Are there any great uh, standouts there? For cashback, it depends, again, how you're going to be spending. If you are maybe the forgetful type and you don't want to be opting in for a new spending category on a month-to-month or quarterly basis, then the city double cash card really is unbeatable. And if a lesson in financial literacy, so you get 1% on your spending, another 1% cash back when you're paying it off. So it relates to 2% cash back across the board. Uh, You don't have to necessarily be eating at certain places or shopping at certain places. So that's really nice. Yeah, I like that too. I like, you know, it's very unusual for a credit card company to be promoting financial literacy. Is this a trend you're seeing with any other cards or is this something that, you know, Citi's just leading the pack with? Yeah, not yet. I mean, Citi came out with this a couple of years ago and we haven't really seen anyone emulate that yet. And it's doing really well for them. I mean, they're seeing a lot of signups, great approval odds here. You don't necessarily have to have excellent credit to get this card. Your APR will be better if you do have excellent credit, but even then, I mean, the regular APR stretches from about 14 to 24%, which is better than many other cards. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that that becomes more of a trend, those type of cards. What about the listeners who have, you know, good to fair credit and, you know, still want some of these rewards, but, you know, are really working towards bettering their credit score? Are there any good cards for them to look for? The best here is the Capital One Quicksilver Cash Rewards card. So its approval odds are a little bit more lenient. Uh, There's one version where if you have good credit, you probably won't have an annual fee, and you do get an initial rewards bonus of $150. You get 1.5% cash back on everything. If you have fair credit, you can apply for the same card. The only difference here is that there is that annual fee of $39, and there's no rewards bonus, but you still get the 1.5% rewards rate. So especially, you know, for people maybe who are new to credit, who are just graduating, that's a really good card to look for. Yeah, okay, that's great to know. And, you know, I always get a lot of questions about secured credit cards. I think there's a lot of confusion about secured credit cards. So if somebody uses a secured credit card, you know, how long should they be using that card before they can try and move into, you know, maybe a regular version of a credit card? Yeah, so a lot of these will bump you up automatically if you have made on-time payments for anywhere from 6 to 12 months. The Discover It secured card has no annual fee. Minimum deposit is $200. Usually that's up at $300. So even if you're kind of strapped for cash, you can still get a card. And what's most important, start building credit for yourself. Start getting something on your report every month so that you can move into unsecured card territory. But it's not necessarily, you know, I think a lot of times when people think about a secured credit card, they're thinking about, you know, from sort of the emotional standpoint, like, oh, my gosh, I've really screwed up my my credit and, you know, I'm never going to get back. But a secured credit card can be a great way to leverage yourself into a better credit score, correct? Absolutely. If you, a lot of times, you're not going to get these amazing rewards cards if you have anything below fair credit. At the same time, you want to open and maintain a credit card account so that you are reporting good information to your report every month because that's really one of the only ways that you're going to get that score back up. So a secured card, I mean, it, it was made for a reason, and plenty of people utilize it. Again, a lot of people who are new to credit that can't really get approved for much else, 
definitely utilize them. So you should really only be using it for a year or less before you can get your credit back up and get an unsecured card. But it is an absolutely great tool. There shouldn't be any type of stigma surrounding it. Yeah, that's great to know. I think you're putting a lot of listeners at ease. Uh, I I found also something really interesting from your report that the amount of complaints that were filed in 2017 are rising with credit card companies. What are you seeing as a trend there? And what do you think is causing that rise in complaints? It's actually a record number that were seen filed in Q4 of last year, more than 30% up just from the quarter before. And most of the complaints were related to rewards. Uh, delinquencies, or customer service, customer relations. So those were really the highest surge in complaints. So again, I mean, we've been talking about rewards. It's such a competitive landscape right now. If people are seeing their points expire, if people aren't getting the travel seats that they wanted or are seeing too many blackout dates, then the issuers are going to hear about it, and these customers are totally free to jump ship. So I think, you know, being heard is one reason why people are doing this, but seeing results is definitely another. Yeah, definitely. I think those are such great points. Okay. Last question, you know, what should the listeners be focusing on for 2018 uh, with their credit cards? Are there any tips that you have of different things maybe they should be thinking about as they go into this year? Absolutely. So hopefully a resolution this year will be to start paying off that credit card debt We make resolutions and the word budget kind of sounds like the word diet and we're not really sure where to start or how to keep up with it, but making sure that you're paying off debt in actual realistic goals is really the best way to go about it. So say you are at that average of $8,600. If you even make the goal to repay 20% of your debt by the end of 2018, that's less than $2,000. That all of a sudden becomes a lot more manageable and still show some responsible saving and responsible spending. So I think cutting it down to those bite-sized chunks is what's really going to help people create their goals, one, and obviously complete them. Oh, I love that tip. That's such a great tip to stay motivated. So it's not like, you know, hey, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds this year. It's like, let me lose, you know, a pound a month, something that's a little bit more manageable. I love that idea. So tell the listeners where they can find out more information about Wallet Hub and uh, read all of the awesome tips you guys have on credit cards. Head to wallethub.com slash edu. That's where you'll find all of the best of, all of these landscape reports, and at the bottom of each, definitely tips like the one I just said to get you hopefully debt-free sooner. So hustle is my word for 2018. What's your word? What is it that you really want to focus on this year, that you're going to commit to focusing on this year, and that you're going to drive a lot of attention to? Because you know, especially any financial goals you have. I mean, some of them are really tough. Like you're not going to wake up tomorrow and have $100,000 saved for a down payment of your home. I totally understand that. But I think if we could really focus on just making these small steps this year, you would be so surprised at what you could achieve. Like I've done it myself. So I'm telling you like it's magic and it can really happen. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor. Share it with your friends. Shout it out on social media. Use the hashtag Millennial Money Podcast. And head on over to the link in the show notes to leave us a five-star review. 